Welcome back to the Her Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Mel, and this is episode number 18. I have been so excited to record this episode. A couple of months ago, one of my clients sent me a BuzzFeed article featuring an artist that was working on making Disney bodies normal. So taking them from their teeny tiny um, stick figure 2D characters and basically just putting some curves on them. So not making them large, not making them anything other than realistic body images. And when I was flicking through these images, I had a moment when I was looking at the figure of Jasmine out of Aladdin. And she looked complete. She was in her two-piece blue suit. We all know the two-piece blue suit. And she just looked normal. And it dawned on me that as a child, I remember wanting to go to a birthday party and my mum had suggested that I go as Jasmine. And in all my youthful wisdom, I mean, I was junior school, so I don't know, eight or nine, saying to my mum, no, 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 I can't go because I don't have, I don't look like, my middle section doesn't look like that. Like I couldn't articulate that I was fat or whatever the the words around it were, but I just knew that I couldn't go as that person because I didn't look like her. And it dawned on me just how influenced we are by society and by the things that we absorb and how it changes and, like I said, influences the way we think about ourselves. Not necessarily in an aesthetic point, but also in a mental point. So when this article came to my attention, I just knew that I wanted to have a conversation with Wyeth. Now, Wyeth is a 24-year-old artist in, oh my goodness, she did tell me. She's in America. And we're going to talk a little bit about how her journey as to how she got from her own image, her own perception of her body to putting it into art and then also how the world received it. It is a potent conversation and I think that we could learn a lot from the mind of artists and creatives because they appreciate individuality. They celebrate individuality. Can you imagine a world where all of the art looked the same? It just wouldn't have any magic in it. And so when we can take art and have a conversation about body image and, like I said, celebrating the individual qualities and quirks, that's when the magic in art comes to life. And I think it's a conversation that we need to start having about our own bodies. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Wyeth and her reason behind making the Disney princesses normal. Here we are. It's only taken us, what, like two months to get here, but we have hit record. <laughs> um, now, I probably should have asked you this before I hit record, but <laughs> now the pronunciation of your name, Wyeth? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. So what's the background in that? It is such a unique name. 
Well, both of my parents um, have art backgrounds. And when they were thinking of baby names, they thought of the artist family, the Wyeth family. So that I don't know much about that family myself, (laughs) but that's where it came from. (laughs) Very cool. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who are you? Um, I it's have, such a broad question. I'm such sorry. Broad question. Um, I guess simplest terms. I'm an artist. Um, but I'm also a student. I have been trained in a lot of different areas. Uh, I couldn't afford college. Um, to finish up my last two. Uh, years. So I went and got my welding certificate. So I saved up money and now I'm back in college, finishing that up. Um, Realized that industry is not for me. The (laughs) welding industry? Yeah. 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 It's just when you come home and you have just soot lining the inside of your nose, it wasn't for me. (laughs) No. Um, But yeah, and I've just always wanted to create a message with my art so that is what I've been really exploring especially the last couple of years mainly when COVID started to hit I've been really evaluating what my art is going to be about which I think is an evolving process it's funny I had a client and conversation with a client the other day and one of the questions I ask women when they come to me is you know what do you think a coach is and this woman is an artist herself she makes art with um Australian fauna and flora, and she said to me that a coach she likened coach to artwork you know when you look at a piece of artwork it changes with who you are and so you might look at a piece of art you know in January of one year and you see one thing and you might look at it in June the same year and you sort of see another thing and that changes as you change And I thought like that was such a beautiful representation of both our worlds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Mm. definitely. I mean, it's, it can be super dramatic too. Like I can look back on some stuff I've done where I was in a really dark mental place and I almost get repulsed by it now. Oh really? Yeah. And it's not even like, it's not even like the subject matter of the piece itself. It's just I remember that mindset I was in and I really just can't even look at it anymore. So it's pretty interesting. Are you grateful that you had your art throughout that period though, that you could express and you could, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've tried tons of other methods to get my feelings out. I've tried journaling probably. (laughs) I try it once like every two months and then it ultimately fails because I just, if I miss a day, I'm like, oh, that's a failure. <laughs> like, okay. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but drawing and sculpting and expressing myself that way has always just been such a privilege <laughs> to be yeah. able to release my emotion that way. It's funny that you say that about journaling. I'm, I always have like, when I have little light bulb moments, I'm like, oh, and I write it down in the notes section of my phone. I'm like, oh, I'm in a journal about that. And then <laughs> that note section is never to be seen again. <laughs> and sometimes like when you remember to open it up, you're like, what is this? Uh, that <laughs> was so two weeks ago. <laughs> um. So then how old are you? I'm 24. 24. So you've like, even at 24, there's been a lot of life lived there. You can like, that's coming through in your message. 
So how how old were you when you first started illustrating? Like even figuring out that you had this skill inside um, you? I usually say I've been drawing since I left the womb. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty close to that. Um, ever since, like, even though they were just scribbles on paper, I, I would do hundreds of just these crappy drawings. And my dad actually saved all of them like a psycho. <gasps> But yeah, he Love has you, Dad. Like, <laughs> he has, and he cannot part with them. I'm like, Dad, it's okay. It really is okay. But he has like bins and bins of just scribbles. But it really clicked um, for me in middle school that this was something I wanted to do. Especially like that was a very hard bully time, and that was the only thing that really. Uh, let me think. How do I want to word it? I guess it's really the only thing that saved me during that time. <laughs> so, and then I just kept with it. <laughs> it's really funny. I think a lot of women that I talk to that are in this space trying to help people and give have a, have a really potent message, I think bullying in middle school was a big theme. Yeah. So is that, do you think that, is that sort of where, do you feel like that's where your message started? You know, it, it that was a very important time for me. Um, I definitely received a lot of commentary. That's where a majority of commentary on my body started was in middle school, um, mostly from the boys, oddly enough. And, you know, that's just, I think that's so inappropriate um, to be commenting about somebody's body anytime. Um, but it honestly, for me, started long before that. Um, my mother, I have a great relationship with her now, but she, for her whole life, has had anorexia pretty severely and body dysmorphia. And I, I remember telling her a couple years ago that I've never seen her eat growing up. I never saw her eat. She never sat down with us when we would like go out and get food, she would always get water. And I thought that was very normal. And then later when she actually started eating a little bit, um, it was just nonstop comments about how she felt fat. She felt too large. And that just imprinted on my mind permanently. <laughs> I still hear her say that stuff, even though she is working very hard to overcome that. It's a part of me now unfortunately so that's probably where it all began yeah so how old were you do you think that you first started well actually there's a question that I want to before we like obviously we're going to keep talking about your art but within your art did you ever feel like it was critiqued in that same sort of manner oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah um <clears throat> I mean uh in middle school when I would draw I, I remember the first time it was critiqued to a point where it really hurt my feelings. I was in middle school. I wasn't a very good artist at that point, but I drew a woman and she had large calves and somebody leaned over and they're like, you made like her calves are fat. And I was just like, oh. I was like, so like, I don't understand. And they're like, well, that looks ugly. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> like that really hurt me. And it wasn't even about me, but it was about this like little cartoon character woman. So 
that was pretty weird. And I mean, now with what I've been drawing with the princesses, uh, oh, they are they are critiqued all the time, all the time. Um, are they even in a negative light? Oh my God, is it ugly? A lot of the things that I see, so ugly. It still blows um, my mind. I think I live in this bubble where like body acceptance is real. Like we're on this big journey and I'm like, and then I hear things like this. I'm like, oh, there are still people like that out there thinking that way. That's exact. Like there are so many people that just feel so good getting to see that. And I love that. It really, that's why I do it. Um, but some of the things I've seen are, they're jarring. I'm like, how could you even, and then they try to attack me from the very little bits of things I've like said to like Buzzfeed and stuff, like how I briefly mentioned I had an eating disorder or whatever. People really come for me with that. They're like, why don't you just fix your eating disorder instead of making all the princesses fat? And I'm like, whoa, buddy. But you're not even making the princesses fat. That's the thing. And even if I was making <laughs> that, even if I was making them fat, that's totally okay. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to come for them. You don't have to come no, for me. Like no, just, I didn't change the movie, buddy. Go, go watch the movie. <laughs> you know, I was gonna actually say, I was like, I know that Disney has like is in hot water at the moment for a lot of other things, and I was like, I really don't want this to turn into a Disney hating thing because mm. I was raised on Disney. Like I, oh you yeah, know, I freaking love all of that. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't or off the, I think I, before we hit record, like how much watching those Disney princesses really imprinted on my idea of what my body was supposed to look like. And then I didn't realize that till I was 30. So yeah. how much else is going on unconsciously in our, in the background of our lives to really, influence the way we think about ourselves so how did you link your own body image stuff to then yeah the drawing um it kind of happened randomly (laughs) like um I've been since I was probably like 14 really been pushing uh body positivity self-acceptance um and just that kind of message into my own head not over social media or anything just I've been trying to heal myself and Uh, so um, you were 14 at this point yeah like that's a big where did that light come from that you didn't have to live that way I'm just going to jump all over the place because that's a big thing for a 14 year old to realize um I mean I was in a very dark place I was self-harming um and I was just fed up with it I was just fed up with trying was skipping meals. I was fed up with skipping meals, being hungry for people to still inevitably find something about me that they didn't like. I was just so tired of it. And I was so tired of spending so much of my time thinking about my body. Like I felt like I was wasting so much time. I wasn't even focusing on my art anymore. I didn't do anything. Like I stopped drawing almost completely. Uh, I was just focusing on how I looked and that didn't sit right with me. I was really tired of it. So I just started trying to, and I think I came across like a, uh, some kind of like video way back when I was 14 on YouTube or something that was on positive self-talk. So it was like, on if you, whether you got to change the way you talk to yourself internally. And that really resonated with me because I was saying some horrible shit to myself. 
And ever since then, it's just been this journey. Yeah, that's it's huge. And so it's funny because, again, you probably, someone probably said something to you about positive self-talk at some point and you were like, whatever, that doesn't mean anything. And then that one time you watch it on a video, you're like, oh, there's something in this. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like some YouTuber that I just held like on this pedestal. Yeah. I was like, revolutionary. <laughs> Did you ever watch or get into um, Jenna Marbles? <laughs> the oh OG God. queen. <laughs> <That queen. laughs> we miss you, Jenna. Um, I reckon oh, she every was... day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I reckon that was one of the first YouTubers that we, I ever got into. Um, because she made it real as well. Like she, she took did. the piss out of <laughs> reality, and she just seemed like your friend. Like, oh, yeah. there's my my friend Jenna. <laughs> like, I love her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's really another little light bulb for me. Um, so yeah, you had this moment at 14 where life could be different and you were like, right, I'm going to start on this journey. So is that when you started to draw, you know, bigger calves on your. Um, yeah, like ultimately, um, my big change into drawing different sizes of bodies didn't come till much later just because it took a long time to get the skill um mostly through high school and the early stages of like when I first went to college it was just getting those basics down um of like anatomy and to get things to look right and but I will say one of the most interesting experiences I had with drawing different body types was my first ever figure drawing class and that was because it was just the realest bodies I've ever seen. And they were just chilling, like, and so excited to just help us learn how to draw and the different contours of their skin folds and their skin textures. It was, it was so cool to draw. And so, when you yeah, look up, yeah. As, an, as an artist, how important it is that for you to learn these little intricacies about how a real body looks? I personally think it's everything. Um, I think if you don't experiment and I know a lot of people don't, they have their specific like kind of type of body that they usually draw and that's fine. But I think the real challenge comes from literally just looking around you and seeing the hundreds of different bodies that are just moving around you and existing all like all points of every day. And it's small differences that make everybody different because you'd be like, oh, I have an hourglass body shape or I have an apple body shape. But those body shapes have like a million different variations to them that make them all unique and different, too. So it's just another way to put us in a box, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's, exactly. that's the label that I'm going to put on myself today. That's exactly. the label that I'm going to put on myself because this item of clothing that I really love doesn't fit anymore or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so is that something you learned in college? Mm -hmm. I mean, going to Myad is the most accepting environment I've ever been in. It truly feels like a family. I feel like I can talk to any person there, just heart to heart, completely honest. And it's, I've never had that anywhere else. And it's just very positive and body inclusive. Uh, it's very racially inclusive. 
uh, no homophobia, no no transphobia. It's just a very open community. I love because it. Because they're focused on a bigger mission. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody's focused on, like, leaving anybody out. Everybody's just constantly focusing on expanding their mind. So, yeah. It's, yeah. And there's obviously different mediums and different skill sets within this college space as well. Is that all, do you ever collaborate and come together on things? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's a big thing in this college experience is getting to learn how to work with other artists because once we graduate, that's what you do. (laughs) You just, you collaborate with everyone. And my first experience into working with metal was actually at Myad because they have a big sculpture lab where they do metal pours. And I just walked down there one day. And I was like, you know, what? I want to try welding. So they were just super open and they're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's try it out. <laughs> How cool. I did a year. My first year at university was landscape architecture. And we had to do like, Ooh. basically the first year was all drawing and, I do not have a design bone in my body. I had the best year of my life, just like you said, experimenting (laughs) with different things. But I was like, no, this is not for me. (laughs) Um, What was your first ever Disney film? Let me think. Um, Probably Cinderella. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's also very close to the Fox and Hound. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie makes me sob every time, but it is so beautiful. Okay, but I'm yeah, going pa- think- to go pause this interview and watch it and come back now. <laughs> literally, literally. It's, it's gorgeous. I love that film. Um, But Cinderella, probably. I mean, or Sleeping Beauty. But those are the two, like, classics I do remember growing up with. Yeah. At least the earliest memory. <laughs> I actually watched Cinderella with um my niece the other day. She's four. And I was, because of like, have you seen the way the illustrations are now in our, you know, cartoons and movies and things like there's so much detail, they're real life essentially. Yeah. And when I put Cinderella, the original Cinderella on, I was like, oh my God, she's going to be bored in 30 seconds. And she sat glued to the screen and she rang her mom afterwards and was like, mom, this is my favorite movie ever. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. There's something about that classic 2D animation. I know. You know? Oh. Um, so something, I mean, we've alluded to this throughout the interview, but wife has was picked up by BuzzFeed for um making Disney princesses look normal, look real. So not this two-inch waist business just real and so how did you then link sort of what you were learning about yourself what you were learning about your body to then putting stylist to ipad or whatever it is that you use um to yeah bring these disney characters back to life let's say um i bet you know i have gotten some criticism because i only draw one body type um but that mainly has to do with because I'm kind of drawing my body type on the princesses mm-hmm. for the most part. 
Um, how I would dare love to... you? How dare you? I do know. That? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I love to draw other body types, but I'm just drawing what I know <laughs> the best. And it's because I've stared at this body for hours and hours. And, you know, I just wanted to see it on a princess and see how that would make me feel. And surprisingly, it made me feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I can. I, was spe- like, oh. I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say I think it made a lot of us feel good. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I told. I never thought it was gonna blow up like that. Um, and then when it did, I was just. I had a lot of emotions. I still have a lot of emotions about it, but it feel it felt like such a small thing, because I was I have been just replicating a style of art that has already been done, and it doesn't feel like an original idea to me. I feel like it just is something that should have been done, you know, like this should have been something that we've seen already. So the fact that my like take on it is what blew up. I was just like, whoa. All right. (laughs) Because I don't think it, it's yes, you're taking an original piece of art and tweaking it. And so it might not seem original, but nobody has done it before. And like I said, you know, I was in my 30s and I've only just clicked that Disney has been influencing the way I think about myself self still to this day. So you have just opened this whole new world up in, <laughs> yeah, in aerial I, speak. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though. I, and then, like, after... They started grabbing traction. I started looking up like, oh, like thick princesses. There's there's some, but it's a lot smaller than I thought. And I, I think it goes back to kind of what you were saying. Like sometimes I also exist in the bubble where our world has changed so much and everybody's so accepting. And that's just not the case. You know, it's just not. No, but sometimes I think we need that to go to remind us of our message because it gets bored, you know, when you're like, oh, this is not a thing anymore. And then that, you know, if we get the negative feedback or we get the challenging comment and it's like, oh, no, this is still real. I can still keep yeah. doing what I'm doing. It's funny. I had another friend of mine. She has just written a TV show um, about her experience in a pretty emotional matter. And a family member said to her, like, why didn't you write me into it? Or why didn't you write my story in my friend who wrote the TV show, she's like, it wasn't my story to tell. I don't know anything other than my story. So it wasn't my place to write your experience or your emotions or, and I think that's a really beautiful discussion to have around the fact that like, just in understanding that our experience is our experience. So for you to go, you know what, I'm only drawing the body that I know. Yeah. It's a message for others to, step into their own body, to step into their own opinion, to step into their own perception, but understand that somebody else has a different body, mind, perception, whatever, but be okay with that's what I know. So that's what I'm speaking about. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I kind of did want to bring up too, I, I get a surprising amount of hate from people that say I'm skinny shaming And I do want to make clear, (laughs) I'm not doing that at all. Um, Anyone who says you're skinny shaming is that, that shame in you being skinny, that's, that's in that person. 
it's just like so troubling to me because I really, I am an all bodies are good bodies. And I feel like that being brought up truly just derails the conversation most of the time. And it frustrates me. Um, I, I don't even feel like I have a place to comment back on that kind of stuff, you know, without just sounding hostile. Um, but in reality, it's just like, I didn't change the movie. You still have the original representation. It's just the difference in representation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they um, already have it. And I mean, you know what? I guess, again, just so my, it was Jasmine for me. The like watching the image of Jasmine. Um, for those of you listening, I'm going to link the BuzzFeed article so you can go and have a look at the images yourself. But I remember, you know, it was one of my, I was under the age of 10 and I had a party, a dress up party, and I loved Aladdin. And my mom was like, you should go as Jasmine. And I was like, I can't wear that outfit. Like I was under 10 and I yes. was commenting on my own body because this Disney character, this thing that wasn't even real you know that's not skinny shaming it is body it's pure body acceptance like it really is yeah um, it's like just organ acceptance yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> yeah um like those wastes that they draw into the disney characters it's they disturbing. are not real life they are not real life and i'm i'm i no. I'm, i feel for the people that call you out on the skinny shaming because it's not real life. Yeah, and if it is. You are literally one in a billion. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, um, and it's like I, 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 one last thing. Yeah, no talk. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say um about like the waist being an unnatural size and that kind of thing, and people usually counter that with, "Well, the princesses are supposed to be children." Yada yada. Um, when I was a child, my waist was not like that. Okay, your waist is still not smaller than your head you know it's just not how that works they're off getting married they're off dating they're not that's a whole nother thing I know I can't even bring that argument in I know I think they try to do with Cinderella the most and I'm like yes it is an old story but I don't think they want Cinderella perceived as a child bride. I just can't you know imagine. No, but do you know what is even interesting about Cinderella is her, I remember her getting her glass slipper fitted and having this beautiful, dainty foot. I do not have beautiful, dainty feet. And so that was like, so it's not even about waist size or, you know, all of this stuff. I was like, oh, my feet aren't normal. My feet don't <laughs> match. My, even my feet don't match the Disney princesses, you know. So it's Literally, not even yeah. about fat shaming or skinny shaming or normal shaming. It's all of the other things. <laughs> Literally. Uh, did you ever have those, like, little toy plastic slippers? Of course. <laughs> clink, clink, <laughs> clink around the house. Ah, oh, they were the days. <laughs> Me and my sister actually yanked those out of like storage and she put them on and they literally broke under her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a 12 month old niece at the moment and my brother and sister-in-law are very like, they don't want to put her into, you know, don't want pink frilly things. Don't, you know, none of that sort of stuff. And I'm like, just you wait. <laughs> like, Auntie Mel to the rescue. <laughs> so, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the negative. Like you have, obviously, 
like there's always two sides of the coin. If for somebody that loves your image, somebody's going to be like, why would you even bother? Like mm-hmm. that sort of conversation. But I, you know, are there any particular conversations that have stood out to you? Like have women reached out to you or boys or men reached out to you and gone like, thank you. Like what are some of the really pivotal conversations that you've opened up and had? Um, I had probably one of my most surprising uh, messages I had from someone. Um, they reached out to me personally through my website and they sent a long thing about how they just really loved what I was doing and how important it is. And at the bottom, they said they were a 72 year old man. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm just like, I did not expect that at all. Yeah. Um, so I've had a couple of like older men reach out and just say how much they love that and they really see how important it is and they don't go into much detail. So I don't know if it's just the women they've had in their life have went through this or just from what they've seen, but I'm really shocked by that. Um, and I've had tons and tons of mothers reach out to me and just say how wonderful it was to show their daughters that they would actually print out those images and just show them to their daughters and that's something I wish I would have had when I was little so I think that's amazing um yeah I mean if you had that when you were little you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today and changing the world for millions of other women so you know (laughs) not to discredit your experience but um I saw something came up in my um my reels or something like that. And it was a photographer and he was having a conversation with his wife and his wife was like, you know, why don't you edit my photos? Like you do the women that you shoot. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know, you edit every bump and wrinkle and everything out of these images. And he was like, he was genuinely confused. And when he thought about it, he was like, because I don't see these things on you. I see like this woman that has birthed my child and is raising our family. And, you know, he went into like deep, deep description as to who this woman was. And I was like, tears streaming down my face. Like it was just so genuine. And, you know, I think like when you talk about the 72 year old man that's reached out to you again, the men in our lives that love us don't see us like this image. It's so so much deeper than that. Um, It is. Yeah. And so you've probably, again, that's another platform or world that you've opened up to just prove that it's not how, like the way, again, the way women see themselves and not how our loved ones see us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I've like, so I'm engaged right now. Um, Congratulations. (laughs) And um, we met in college and he, he's what I call the perfect specimen of a male physique, (laughs) Um, which like just to me means like he's very athletic and he got the muscles and he's got like the angelic blonde curly hair going on. So I always, when we first started getting together, I was just always like feeling very inadequate to be with him. I was just like, whoa he is doing some charity work here whether or not that's true that's what I told I know but being with him um have you ever told him that 
Oh yeah. We tell each other everything, everything. He, um, <laughs> he's been healing me, which is really, I never thought a man would be healing me in any type of way, but he truly sees me as a beautiful like goddess and I'm still like what are your eyes all right sir gentlemen are you okay but he really does and he just like he says the most like lovely things to me just unprompted and I'm just like I am I unstoppable now I feel so good so that has been one thing that has led me to do these kind of drawings and everything when I draw them he's always like make them thicker he's like do this to him and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) but he's just like such a support system and it's like you said he doesn't see any flaws at all which I'm like sir but still you know well and again that shows like that flaw those flaws in inverted commas that we see are our own like we yeah they, um, I know and when I say that stuff like when I point out my flaws to him he always looks at me like uh, what are you literally talking about I'm like it's clearly here I've laid it out <laughs> in front of you <laughs> um ah, that's so cool and I think even you know that one men need to talk about that more often that they don't yeah they don't see the world as most men as most I don't even know how to explain this. Most, what is it? As society view, views men's media. views. Yeah. 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 They do need to start telling us. Start telling us we look good, yeah. you know? Um, and women start believing it when men, like, you can tell when somebody is giving you a genuine compliment as opposed to whether they're just trying to butter you up. Mm-hmm. Like, there is an mm-hmm. energy that comes off that. Um, Very true. I remember the first time someone told me I had thick thighs and they just had this like glisten in their eye. And I was like, and like, so it was a compliment. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was 18, 19 and I was like, you know, all the girls had skinny legs and I had the thick thighs and that he was like, no, they are so strong. And I'm like, thank you. Like. You're like, oh. yeah, they're strong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, women, one. If a man or your partner or even a girlfriend is saying something to you, hear it. Just Mm -hmm. don't shut it down. Don't choke on it. Just let it, let it be. Just take the compliment. Just absorb it, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) on that then, do you have any tips for women who are Like body image isn't something that one goes away. It's not something that you cure. It's not something that I think women of all ages are susceptible to it. What are some of the things that you have found useful in accepting who you are other than your amazing specimen of a fiance? Um, (laughs) And what tips can you, do you have for women in, yeah, starting Um... that acceptance journey? I think a great way to start it is, it sounds cliche, but every time you look at yourself in the mirror, when you start to hear your inner monologue start to pick shit apart, just shut that shit down immediately. Just shut it down. Even if it's just silence in the brain, that's better than hearing that nasty, vulgar shit you come up with. And 
when you can, start to just ease into some nice compliments about yourself. What do you like about yourself? I tell my mom, because she, you know, anorexia, she struggles with it. I tell her, lie to yourself a little bit in the mirror. Lie to yourself a little bit, okay? Just say you you love something that you really don't like. Soon enough, you're going to believe it, you know? And that's what's worked for me a little bit. I still have a lot of issues. <laughs> um, another thing that helps me is surrounding, you know, my social media. I see lots of, you know, the standard body image get flashed before my eyes a lot. And honestly, I've just filtered out my own social media to where I see art. I see music. I see, I, I don't see stuff that triggers me into making me want to look like somebody else anymore. Um, another thing I like to do is uh, surround myself with people that are open and honest about their bodies. I won't say that they are just confident in their bodies because not everybody is and not everybody will ever get to be, but just people that are open about how they feel and talk about it with each other, you know? talk to each other that's what really is has been helping me yeah um so we talk about going to neutral like you don't go from hating or having a really negative body image to having a really positive body image like how can you meet yourself in the mirror or how like middle sorry how can you just get to this is my body full stop not even commenting that oh I love my body I'm so confident Mm -hmm. just getting into the middle um you know it's kind of hard to even mention that because I still, I, I still struggle every day. Um, yeah. Uh, but get to the middle. I guess the only way I did it was kind of exposure therapy with myself. And it literally just started with me looking in the mirror without being like, Or like I used to avoid mirrors altogether. Um, I mean, there's a period in my life where it's almost like I don't exist in my family because I refuse to have pictures taken of me. Mm -hmm. Refuse. Like I would be furious if I even heard somebody got a picture of me. Um, So it was like small things like just catching my catching my reflection in a window without being like, whoa, I can't believe I saw that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. it's just, you, I don't know. I just keep trying every day, really. It's just a battle I probably will fight forever. <laughs> yeah. So where's your next with your art? Um, well, I don't know how much more I'm going to do with the, like, cartoon body positivity. Body positivity. Um, I want to encourage other artists to do the same thing, you know? You have a, draw your body type. Let me see all different kinds of bodies, you know? I personally just don't really have time to keep doing that. Uh, My art right now is just 100% invested in school. I'm just pouring everything into school right now. So, um, but yeah, I, I wanna keep making illustrations. Probably, I would like to keep putting out TikTok videos, but they're probably gonna be my own characters and yes they will have all different kinds of bodies yes but 
yeah. But um, as far as the Disney princesses go, I don't think I'm going to be doing any more of them. I also don't want to feel like Disney is specifically getting picked on. You know, yeah. I don't want that to be the thing. But it just ha- so happens that so many of those characters shaped our lives, you know. Yeah, I think it, like I'm just going to add a little bit of a pep talk here for you now, Um, you know, like with you drawing your own body image, like that's again, that's what you know. And so like you just said, it's for other artists to step in and go, mm-hmm. hey, this is my body image. There's an artist, an Australian artist that I follow in Queensland, and she um just went through a mastectomy. And so she's drawing mm-hmm. women with different, you know, scarring and different treatments and um but because that's what she knows. And so the more women step into. Well, that's something she probably struggles with all the time because especially with breasts, people just equate being a woman with breasts for some Mm -hmm. reason, which I'm like, no, but Mm -hmm. sorry. I (laughs) Yeah. I literally coached myself not to do that before this. (laughs) have to sneak in there it's fine (laughs) yeah and like I mean that's another conversation you know the um cosmetic world that's just another multi-billion dollar industry um yeah so yeah where I was going with that is like yeah women the the more you can step into your body and be and we're not saying that if you want to change it or you want to like you can still change it but you have to step into acceptance of that body as being yours um you can't hate it to change yeah it shouldn't be like you have to change to feel good you should be okay with you should it's the vessel you live in you Mm. know you should not appreciate it but it's so hard to word it because like I have so much of my own like self-loathing with my body but I really just want to be thankful for the fact I have a body, you yeah. know, but it's hard. You have a body and you have a message like potent. Woo! Mm. Is there anything else you want to add? Mm. No, I mean, we covered so much. It, we feels, did. it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at the Curious Illustrator, um, or on my TikTok. I was Spark- super proud of my stalking skills with that. I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> awkwardly, yeah. like this is awkward, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> I know, and I saw that you wanted like you had a podcast. I was like, oh my, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Now it's just this random chick from down under. She's fine. (laughs) (laughs) My partner was like, is she going to fly you out there? I'm like, what you call down? (laughs) One day, one day I will. Okay. When I, you know, when I get my, I'm going to do a big conference one day and I will put you on the panel. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Genuinely though, like I want to, like one day I'm going to have like, I don't know, a workshop or a seminar and we get like live drawing is going to be part of it. And because I just think for every woman that is such a integral and vital experience to just see another woman in her rawness and go, holy shit, that's me. Mm-hmm. Not even their own body, just like, holy shit, that's me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there we have it. 
Is she not the most present, authentic, and charismatic girl you have come across in a long time? For context, wife and I had never even really spoken before that interview and her energy just glows. So I would love to know what your biggest takeaway was. So if you could share it with me on Instagram, that would be great. And if you think this conversation is worth sharing with someone else, share the episode with them. So until next time.